0: I'm glad you joined us online right now. We've been looking at a part of the Christmas story that most people haven't heard of or have forgotten. It takes place about 40 days after the birth of Jesus when Mary and Joseph go to the temple to perform the purification ritual in obedience to God's law. Today, I want to step back and consider what this story says about us. Simeon and Anna would have been faces in the crowd and names only known to a few people. They weren't the only obscure and unknown characters in the Christmas story. Mary and Joseph were also unknown. They're well known now. They're at the center of the the story. Jesus is really at the center, but they weren't back then. The shepherds would have been forgotten faces in the crowd. They're in nativity scenes now, but they were ordinary blue-collar workers back then. God consistently uses ordinary people to do significant things, people like us. Simeon and Anna were insignificant in their day and time. They were merely faces in the crowd. However, both Simeon and Anna made significant statements. Simeon said Jesus was the consolation of Israel. Anna said that Jesus is the redemption of Jerusalem. Jerusalem represents God's people. They made significant statements. Statements, but they were average, like us. God revealed these truths to them. That's how God works. He uses average people and does extraordinary things through them. God would often choose obscure people to tell the story of our great value and his great love for us. We are just one out of eight billion people on the planet. The forgotten people of this story remind us of the forgotten value that God gives to each one of us. We often try to add to our value by accomplishing more than others, making more money, getting more likes on Instagram, we try to be funnier or more intelligent, better looking, or more athletic than others. These are add-ons that are never enough because our value is intrinsic, not extrinsic. Who we are on the inside is most important, not what we add to the outside. The reason Jesus was born In Bethlehem is that Joseph was line from the line of David. David was another of the surprising people in the Bible. He was an obscure member of an obscure family, and then God chose him to be the king of Israel. In Psalm 139, God inspired David to write a formula that speaks about our intrinsic value. Jesus is the star of the Christmas story for sure, but we are the reason for the Christmas story. On this Sunday before Christmas, I want to be sure that we remember how much God loves us. The first part of the formula is fact number one: God knows us. To be forgotten is insignificant; is to be insignificant. However, it's more important that God knows who we are. Psalm one thirty nine one through six says, "O oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know." For me, it is high. I cannot attain it. You have searched me and known me. God searches because you are important to him. God knows me inside and out, which is terrifying and wonderful at the same time. He knows what I need to work in. He knows all of my flaws. But he loves me anyway. That's an amazing thing. God knows that the real treasure of my life will be what I become, not what I acquire. You discern my thoughts from afar. He is listening intently to everything I think. When someone wants to know what I'm thinking... I feel valued because I matter to them. You matter to the living God. You know, when I sit down and when I rise up, this shows God's care for me. He's paying attention to us. My wife, Cindy, wants to hear all about my day when I get home from work because she cares about me god is paying attention to us out of his great love for us you are acquainted with all my ways we become acquainted with the patterns of those who live with us god knows my me like my family does he is not shocked by me he in fact he knows what i'm going to say before i say it even before a word is on my tongue, you know it altogether. God I know my family so well that I know what they were will say next. I know some of the time, but God knows all of the time. What does God do with this knowledge of us? You hem me in behind and before to him is to surround and limit movement the hem is the edge of a gar- uh, of a garment this is a picture of what god does with us he is at work on the behind and before edges of our lives guiding us toward some things And away from other things. Nothing will sneak up on God. There are no surprises with God. Every new situation I find myself in has been allowed by God. It's been ordained by God. Or I wouldn't have got, it wouldn't have got through Him to me. The future is over. Whelming to me and you, but God has gone before us to him us in. Why in the last month of her pregnancy, did Mary and Joseph travel 80 miles by donkey from their home in Nazareth to Bethlehem? Not because they wanted to, not because they felt it was safe. It's because Caesar ordered a census to be taken in their family's hometown. Joseph was, and Mary both were from David's lineage, and Bethlehem was the city he's from. Caesar didn't know about Mary and Joseph or the Bethlehem prophecy. God did. He him them in behind and before. That's not all. And your hand, and you lay your hand upon me. He doesn't lay his hand upon us to comfort us, but in a holding onto kind of way. It's what we parents do when we're walking with our kids on unstable ground, especially toddlers. We lay our hand on them because we, there's a good chance that they're going to trip and fall. The ground we walk on is unstable. So God lays his hand on us to stabilize our lives. We are constantly looking for a way to stabilize the ground underneath us to create a safer and more stable world, world. But the only true stability comes from God above, not the earth below. Here's the summary. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. What's so wonderful about all of this knowledge? This level of thought and attention can only mean one thing. God values and loves me, one in eight billion me, the small speck in the vast universe, me. The second part of the formula is fact number two, God is with you. Psalm 139, 7 through 12. Where shall I go from your spirit, or where, where shall I flee from your presence. If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you, God. The night is as bright as day. For darkness is as light with you. Where can you go to get away from God? Nowhere. No distant star, no ocean depths, no time of day, no far away Ireland. Why would anyone want to get away from God? Sin. Sin carries the illusion that God is not present. Sin requires you to put God out of your mind because when you sin, you're not thinking about God at all. But God's love for us is not diminished by our sins. Once we turn to Him and ask Him to be our Father, He takes hold of our lives. He never lets go. Even there, your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. Even where? Even when I'm trying to run away from God. For there For God, there is no darkness. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as day. For darkness is as light to you. For God, there is no night or day. Hidden and unhidden. Your right hand shall hold me. Nothing will loosen his grip on us. It's the grip we use on our kids when they're young kids don't know the dangers that are out there so we grip their hands tightly like walking through a park, parking lot with a toddler the third part of the formula is fact number 3 god created you psalm 139:13 For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. There are two parts to each one of us. An inside part and an outside part. Soul and body. The message translation says it like this. You shape me first inside, then out. Why the inside first? That's the core of who we are. Before we had a body, God saw us. The deep and eternal us. Our eyes can only see the visible person, and we make too much of that. But God sees who we really are on the inside and this is the first and primary us, the most important part of us. This means that the center of our value is based on, not based on how we look or what we do, but who we are on the inside. The inside part of us is special and unique. We are one in eight billion Unique people, we are quirky, but God loves us anyway. We are never diminished by what is taken from us or approved by what is added to us. That's the inside part of us. The outside part is amazing as well psalm one thirty nine fourteen I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully means to be awe-inspiring, something you bow down and worship to, and people often do. They worship their bodies. Wonderful means to be extraordinary and unique. We share common traits, but each of us is a a one-of-a-kind hand-woven by God. Wonderful are your works, O God. Oh, oh, Lord, my soul knows very well. Psalm 139.15 My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. When we were born, it was like emerging from the depths of the earth to be seen for the very first time. God had been weaving us together with exact provision, precision in the womb. No part of us is an oversight. I praise God and not me. You created me. He, God created us, and it would be ridiculous for me to take a bow psalm one thirty nine sixteen through eighteen your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God, how vast is the sum of them. There is no denying how precious we are to God. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake, and I am still with with you. We often stop thinking about God, but he never stops thinking about us. His thoughts about us are 24-7. We go to sleep and dream, but when we wake, God is still thinking about us. Now that we have seen how important we are to God, He alone is the reason we are so valuable. Close your eyes, if you will, and listen to the scripture we just read. Psalm 139, 1-6 o Lord, you have searched me and known me, you know when i sit down and when i rise up you discern my thoughts from afar you search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways you even before a word is on my tongue behold you know it altogether. you hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Psalm 139, 7-12 through 12. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as day, for darkness is as light to you. Psalm 139, 13-18 Unformed substance in your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O oh God! How vast is the sum of them! If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. Most people don't understand how important we are to the living God. They're lost in the vast ocean of humanity and feel insignificant, trying to prove their standing by adding something to their life on the outside. The celebrities of the world show that more is never enough. They have it all in the world's eyes. And end up empty. Only God adds value to our lives. It's up to us to tell others what He has done for us at Christmas time by sending His Son to earth to die in our place. God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. This brings us to the next steps for the day. Uh, The first next step is, for the first time, I will follow Christ as Lord and accept him as my Savior. The next step is, read through Psalm 139 on your own to be reminded of your value to God. You are incredibly valuable to the living God and I want you to know that today would you pray with me father we thank you so much for your kindness and grace and thank you so much for how precious we all are to you you've given dignity to every one of us on the face of the earth you made us in your image And that makes us have dignity being made in your image. And I thank you for doing that, making us in your image. And I pray that every one of us who is listening right now would know how valuable we are to you. I pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.